Good morning. Welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Jen A. from Colorado, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Tuesday, October 24th, 2023. It's 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Today we're reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter titled, A Vision for You. We're on page 160, reading that third paragraph. It begins with, a very practical approach to this problem, and it ends with their loving and all-powerful creator. We'll be reading and commenting on that one paragraph. Today's awesome team Tuesday, we have the 12 steps with Ashley F., 12 traditions, Lisa L., reader of the text, Ramona, Maria H., Nancy C., backing this up, and the newcomer greeter, Karen W., second hour moderator, Barb W., So the reference numbers for yesterday, grab your pen and paper if you want to write these down. For Monday, October 23rd, 2023, are the following. The 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Big Book Study Recording is 20,766, 20766. And the 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Big Book Study Recording is 20767. That's 20,767. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members, and we are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public, private, religious doctrine, and we take no position on the outside. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffer. And that a vision for you big book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of overeaters anonymous. I will now ask Ashley F. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Ashley F., recovered compulsive overeater in Kentucky. The 12 steps of overeaters anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. 10, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 
11 sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks for letting me read. I will now ask Lisa L. to read the 12 Traditions. Good morning, this is Lisa L. in Ohio, the 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. And five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of property, money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such, Ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you. Thanks so much, Ashley F. and Lisa L. for the 12 steps and 12 traditions this morning. Well, this is how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery describing the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're going to read a paragraph or two from the literature and stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and the literature we're discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months, and there is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. So to share, you press star one to unmute, and once you're done sharing, you're gonna let us know by saying pass. Then you'll press star one to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. So today we resume our study. We're in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter titled, A Vision for You, and we're in the big book, uh, let's see, on page 160, reading that third paragraph. Ramona A., would you begin reading for us? Good morning, everyone. This is Ramona A. in Vermont, a recovered compulsive overeater. Very, very grateful. 
the very practical approach to his problems, absence of intolerance of any kind, the informality, the genuine democracy, the uncanny understanding which these people had were irresistible. He and his wife would leave elated by the thought of what they could now do for some stricken acquaintance and his family. They knew they had a host of new friends. It seemed they had known these strangers always. They had seen miracles, and one was to come to them. They had visioned the great reality, their loving and all-powerful creator. So this paragraph is to me a list of promises for the entire program. The steps, the fellowship, and especially for building a relationship with a higher power who could and would and does do for us what we could not do for ourselves. When I read it, I said, it is of interest to me that I have been rejecting all those methods and all those promises. I wanted them, but I didn't know I wanted them. I wasn't consciously rejecting them, but in reality I was. I thought I had to get healthy, be good, for God to help me, before, you know, before God would help me. I didn't like the groups of people. I didn't like any groups of people. I wanted fellowship, but I didn't feel I could ever belong or be accepted. And steps, I'd read dozens of books, dozens of self-help books, but never had stuck with what any of them told me to do. So I was truly desperate when I came into OA. You know, I was struggling with my weight and my and my sanity, really, um, you know, for all my life. And I was in my early 40s when I came into OA. So I didn't, I did grasp it. I took it, you know, I got a sponsor right away. I started working the steps. And a healing process started that I could not have imagined. But I did grasp at them like a drowning man, man. And I did find all the promises came through quickly or slowly, as they say in the ninth step promises. I did find miracles happen. And I did come to, to see the, 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 the way the whole meeting, the whole program worked is that these promises do come true, and they, they teach us to get healthy ourselves, they help us recover, and then they help us to go out and help other people. And what kind of a miracle is that? What more could we want in life than to, in reality, to help other people, and especially then to build a relationship with our higher power, with the God of our understanding? So uh, I would encourage anyone to you know, just come, come and stay and, and begin to see the miracles for yourself. So with that, I pass. Well, thank you so much, Ramona A., for getting us started today. We do value everyone's experience here online with us this morning. And so we do ask that you limit your shared every third day in order that others can share their experience too. So if you'll give me the first name, the first initial of your last name, and your state, we can get started uh, with pitches. Go right ahead. Who would like to join us today? Irini M. Christina J. 
Sorry, I didn't Nancy get anybody Kate? after Arini. Could you try again? Harlan, Harlan Arini. Okay. Christina Perry. Nancy P. Sorry, say sorry, say I got you, Nancy. Um, but who was the other person? Victoria L. Melissa C. Christina J. Victoria. Christina L. J. Christina J. And Melissa C. Victoria Melissa L. C. Oh, that's who it was. It's a Victoria. Is there a Victoria? Victoria L. Thank you, Victoria. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Okay, this is who I heard. Oh, it was hard this morning. Okay, I got Harlan, um, Arini, Victoria, Christina, Nancy, and Melissa. We'll start off with that group, uh, three-minute pitches, and uh, go right ahead, Harlan. Thanks, Jen. I'm Harlan G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I live in Scottsdale, Arizona. Let's take a look at historically the context of what we're reading here. These were very low-bottom drunks, these were guys who were the town drunks. Everybody knew they were drunk. Their families had been blown up. Uh, their parents had, had disavowed them. Their bosses had thrown them out of their jobs years ago. These were guys who, even at the bars that they drank in often, were unwanted hangers-on. These were guys at first who were social pariahs because of their drinking. And here, in the midst of the calamity that is their life, they found a place in the Oxford group because the, the uh, New York groups had not pulled out of the Oxford group until late 37, which is before the book was printed. But in Akron, they didn't pull out of the Oxford group. Clarence Snyder hadn't pulled them out until after the book was printed. So for many of these guys that he's referring to, uh, the ones in Akron, Oxford group. The ones in New York were already in AA. But primarily, these guys had nowhere to go. They had no chance. They had no hope. Many of them were, were very suicidal. And here they are. They seemed they had known these strangers because they knew they had a host of new friends. And what bound these friends together? The miracle, the magic, and the love of the language of the heart. The language of the heart transcended the economics of the situation. The language of the heart transcended everything about the social situation, the family situation. And even though their lives had been exploded, nuclear bombs were going off in their lives because of their drinking, they envisioned the great reality, their loving and all-powerful creator. But the creator came to them through the faces of the people. When you want to look for God, most often you will find him in the face of one of his children. And they clung together. Some of them would die drunk. Some of them would not make it. But for the period of time that they were together, for the period of time, they had something that they had never had in their adult lives. And the one thing that they had in their adult lives, because they had come in, is hope, hope and democracy. And they found that they could be accepted here where they could not be accepted by the outside world. I found that, too. 
I was so morbidly obese, there was nowhere for me to go. No one understood. And I came in here, and you understood me. You gave me hope, and I could not get that anywhere else. Thank you, Jen, for your service this morning. Thanks, everybody, for getting us started. I'm going to shut up and hear the rest of the shares, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you, Harlan D. from AZ. All right. Um, next, we have Arini M., and then we'll have Victoria L. Good morning, Arini. Good morning. Thank you so much, Jen, for your service. And good morning, my spiritual brothers and sisters. My name is Irini M. from New York, and I am a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Mm, thank you, God, always giving credit where credit is due. And it's the only... It's only by the grace of God that we're recovered from a what? From a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. You know, we started out with a problem with despair and disconnected, and now we're living in the solution. Being connected to myself, God, and others. Thank you, God. That's a 180-degree transformation from selfish to selfless, from being useless to being useful, Serving others became our greatest purpose. Old attitudes were cast aside and became new attitudes that cannot fail but only be victorious. The ability to place principles over personalities, wow, what a miracle. This 12-step program works. It's a program of attraction. It's building a muscle of knowing that no matter what happens, we're always being taken care of. That energy one feels, being alive and enthusiastic about life, about our fellows, about others, and yes, about our loving and all-powerful creator. A community that carries the message, the gift, and passes it on to others with such joy. The problem has been solved. It has been removed by living in the presence of God. And how do we do this? by first listening and learning the steps and then becoming and living the steps, living them. We then are connected to a power greater than ourselves that saves us from us. And this connection within us gives us the power to change uh, a metamorphosis that manifests hope and understanding and reflects positive attributes this is what gives us our spiritual eyes and a softening, loving heart. God is doing for us what we could never do for ourselves. A change of heart and mind gives us a change of feelings and actions. So when I was lost and then found, when I surrender, then I am blessed with power. It is the great reality that is deep down within all of us, this great reality that is part of our makeup, page 55. This is the vision that we are able to see the truth that sets us free. The great reality, our loving and all-powerful creator, gives us a knowing, an inner strength to draw upon, and awaken to life happens for us. I thank you and I pass. Thank you so much, Irene M. from New York. Up next, we have Victoria L. followed by Christina A. Good morning, Victoria. Hi, good morning, everyone. My name is Victoria L., and I'm a grateful, recovering, compulsive overeater. 
Thank you everyone on the line who's giving service today. Wow, what powerful shares so far this morning. Um, you know, the principles of step one, two, and three are honesty, hope, and faith. And, uh, you know, I've, I had, had been relapsing in uh, OA since February of 2012. And today, by the grace of God, I have 15 days of abstinence, you know, half a month of abstinence. And if that's not a miracle, I don't know what it is. And I realized that, you know, part of the reason I've been relapsing is because of lack of honesty, lack of hope, and lack of faith. I was taking the actions that led me toward faith, but I was only taking them, um, you know, like intelligently only. I wasn't taking them deep into my heart. It was more like, you know, checking off the check boxes to get an A on my report card. And um, this time around, one of the things that my sponsors had me focus on, for which I'm deeply, deeply grateful, is focusing on my connection with my higher power. Because I don't know about you guys, but my disease takes me into a deep, deep, dark place of isolation. And that just leads me down the ladder to hell really fast. And um, what I really appreciate about the reading this morning is the hope and miracles that are shared in the reading. And it is possible to get abstinence. You know, do I think I'm out of the woods? No, not by any means. I have a lot of, a lot of work ahead of me, but I find that each time I surrender to a different level, um, it helps me move forward. And the only thing I've done consistently in all of these years is not leave OA. <clears throat> as tempted as I've been to um, walk away from OA, I've stayed. And I've especially stayed and listened to the Vision for You meetings in the morning consistently. And so the message has stayed connected with me. So this time around, I'm taking my focus off the weight, off the scale, off abstinence and on to all the things I can do um, to maintain a loving connection with my higher power. And I heard shared on this line sometime in the last week or so, like, you know, when you search for God, you find yourself. And when you find love, you find God. And um, so that's what I'm going to focus on for right now. And if anyone else is struggling, feel free to look me up and give me a call and chat. And I'll be happy to chat with you about your struggles and share some of mine with me. Um, because it's by doing this together that we get well. Thank you so much for letting me share. Thanks, Victoria uh, L. Glad you're here with us this morning. Up next, we have Christina J. Hey, Christina. Hey, Jen. Thank you for your service. It's Christina in North Carolina. Yeah, wow. Ditto to everybody, um, especially the last share about needing to really call in the higher power in order to survive this disease, in order to survive this life. And I am cultivating today the most loving relationship I've ever had. I've had moments of that throughout my life, but I have got to walk this on a daily basis. Um, I've got to be connected. And the thing that's helping me do that, believe it or not, are the biggest challenges of my existence. I've had big challenges. I've lost a husband to death. I've had a severe divorce. I lost a sister to uh, the disease of meth and addiction. Uh, I've had many, many things happen. But these challenges today, the difference is, is that I am surrendering. I am not trying to control. I am listening to the intuitive voice. And in that regard, I can come to meetings like this and I can feel the joy and the love 
life is not rainbows and butterflies and roses blooming every day. In fact, for me right now, it hasn't been that way. But what solace do I have? I have this meeting every day. I have you people. I have my husband. And the most important thing I have is my morning prayer and meditation and my evening review and my helping others. This keeps me in a joy state, in a peaceful state, not jumping up and down, shooting balloons off in the air, but just in a state of level kind of companionship with God. And as I start to get out of my skin with worry and all of that, I just go back to the pause, as my friend Rick Jay says, the pause. And calling it in, breathing it in, sinking into the love I feel in my heart. This is what we're doing here. I speak for myself. I'm cultivating that heart space where I can just sink into that pillow and let God hold me. And that love I feel today, I surrender into the love, into the grace of God in my life, that I don't have to wallow. The disease is horrific. Isolating in your room with food, bags, and boxes, feeling ashamed and guilty and horrible about yourself and the weight coming on and the body pain. It's a horrible, horrible place to live. And if you're out there and you're suffering in that today and relapse or you're a newcomer, um, we are a message of hope here. This vision for you line, the OA meetings that you might attend or go to, this is, this is the only way out for me. And it's a way out for you, possibly. We just have to take action. And I, I had to come to a point where God had to beat me down into a state of reasonableness. And I don't want to say God. I want to say the disease had to beat me into it. And God let me wallow. He let me wallow. He let me wallow. And then a grace came. And I was able to step out. And then I had another relapse. And then the grace came and I was able to step out. And you know what? In each of those relapses, I learned more and more and more one thing. I have to walk with God, with a higher power, or I don't have a chance in hell. Thank you for letting me share. I love you all. And I pass. Thanks, Christina J. from North Carolina. Up next, we have Nancy P. followed by Melissa C. Go right ahead, Nancy. Hi, good morning, Jen. Good morning, everybody. Nancy P. Recovering West Newton, Massachusetts. I love this practical approach business um, because I, you know, this compulsive overeater, I cannot follow, you know, complicated directions. Um, my husband and I are taking a bridge class, you know, to learn how to play bridge, and it's hard. And I'm not stupid, but I'm feeling pretty underwater with that. But this program is not like bridge. It's pretty easy, and it's not it's not very complicated. And it's coming full circle to the beginning. In the doctor's opinion, the second letter refers to the solution that can be put into practical application at once. That means no training, no, you know, licensing, no, you know, higher education or any of that, you know. <clears throat> and when I think about how low bottom I was at the end of my eating career, I mean, sobbing in my car over a box of donuts, sneaking, hiding, cheating, lying all the time, it, about food and, and everything else. I mean, that was sort of my mindset. You know, I thought I was never going to get better. I thought I couldn't get better. And and if I put the food down, that was just another kind of desert that I that I had to cross. And it only made me more hopeless because it brought me no relief. I was always thinking, even if I wasn't eating, why am I still so angry? You know, um, I just, you know, I, I just was trapped in that. And um here, it tells me that all of these promises throughout the entire book, every page is filled with promises, all kinds of, 
big and small, all kinds of profound and tiny promises about how wonderful everything will be. This here tells me that it's an illustration that this is for me too. All of it is for me too. And I had this giant chip on my shoulder and it was made up of all the resentments and fears that I lived with my whole life and it was all glued together into this gross, awful rock of a chip on my shoulder by my ego and my need to be right. And, um, you know, I did what I was told to do. When I finally, you know, got on board, I did what I was told to do, no matter how distasteful or comfortable or uncomfortable. And, and by that I mean... I reached out to other people. The last thing in the world that I wanted to do. I didn't want to, I didn't want any anybody to I just you know, this you know, when it says to have a fellowship grow up around you, we know you'll not want to miss it. My attitude was speak speak for yourself. I'm fine. And um, you know, but I made calls every single day and I still do that. And studying the book of itself, you know, is not a practical application or approach. I can't do that except when I'm sitting down and studying the book with my you know, sponsor or sponsees. I can't do that all day, every day. But the other stuff I can do all the time. I can practice the principles in all my affairs. I can carry the message. I can, I can do this stuff. And the more I do it, the the, the easier it gets. And um, you know, this solution is like WD forty, spiritual WD forty for my brain. It loosens everything up and 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 opens it up. And and um, it's amazing. You know, and what is it made of? I'll give you nine million guesses. Anybody want to know? Okay, I'll tell you. Say it with me. Surrender, surrender, surrender. If you do that, I guarantee it on my daughter's life. You get everything that I get. Joy, buoyancy, and wonderfulness and amazingness and fantasticness. It's for everybody the same. We all have equal opportunity here. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Nancy P. Up next is Melissa C. Good morning, Melissa. Hey, good morning, Jen. Thanks so much for your service this morning. Oh, I got to clear my throat. Melissa, I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in New York. And, you know, the words that, like, grabbed me this morning, it was a couple of them, um, was practical, you know, so that there's, it's almost like formula, you know, like, would you believe that we actually have a formula for what we get at the end of this paragraph is this great reality, you know, is our all-loving, powerful creator, a relationship with that. And I'll actually require, you know, and still do a formula for cultivating a relationship with a power greater than myself. And I'm so grateful that it really is. It's a step-by-step set of directions that when followed precisely, it ends with that, you know. and um, the other thing that really grabbed me was I saw the word uncanny. And, you know, uncanny is like strange and mysterious and unsettling and almost frightening. And what was uncanny was um, the understanding and this sort of like identification in with a bunch of strangers who welcomed me. And that was both you know, unsettling, yeah, uncanny, and yet irresistible here. Like, I remember coming to my first meeting and returning, you know, every time that I picked up and disappeared and I would return again, what I got met with was absolute understanding, an instant room full of people who were at one moment strangers and yet who wanted to embrace me and help me. And, um, 
and the relationships that I've cultivated in recovery are like real and meaningful and deep and they're not built upon other ways that I used to build upon, you know, relationships with people. Um, you know, I, I also, what really grabs me is that the word that's used is the great reality. You know, what is reality? It's that. That God does exist. And that, you know, I know this because I too, like, like this paragraph states, I've witnessed miracles. I have seen an unbelievable amount of miracles. If you're a non-believer, like, take a seat and start noticing what happens with, with people around us and with myself. I follow the practical set of directions, and I have experienced a miracle. You know, I came in one day, I was unable to stop eating, and now it's like almost nearly getting closer to 10 years of absolute, like, easy abstinence. That's a miracle. And the other miracle, really quick, is that what gives me elation and joy, like what was stated here, is not getting everything I want, but actually thinking about other people and how I can best help them. That is my great reality. That's the miracle of healing. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thanks, Melissa C. All right. Well, we reached the halfway point. And if you just joined us, Today, we're in the big book on, excuse me, page 160, we're reading that third paragraph, and we're commenting on that one paragraph only. It starts with the very practical approach to his problem, ending with their loving and all-powerful creator. I'll take another list of names, but we do value everyone's experience, so we ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. So if you give me your first name, first initial of your last name, I'll take it now. Samantha S. Roz G. Julie P. Julie P. Jessica S. from Ohio. Jessica S. Lisa C. And Lisa C. All right, we have Samantha, Roz, Julie, Jessica, and Lisa. Anybody else? All right, let's go ahead and get started. Samantha, Sonia F. Right from ahead. Philadelphia. Oh, sorry. Okay, Sonia, I'll add. No, it's okay. Um, I'll add you to the end of the list there. Okay, Samantha, Thank you. get started. Tell me where you're calling from today. Hi, good morning. This is Samantha F. as in Frank calling from New York. Um, I am I I have to tell you all that um I was called to share this morning um because I'm not ready to give up on myself. Um I'm not ready to give up on myself. And I don't know what it looks like and I don't know what the path ahead exactly entails, but all I know is that I have been suffering in my disease. My brain has not allowed me peace recently, um, and it's been a struggle, and I just wanted to say that all of you give me hope, and I, I thank you so deeply for your words. Um, 
think I've been, I think I've been um, praising my job and surrendering to things that aren't God and realizing this morning that I can't control everything no matter what. And I've been coming to this program and listening to Vision for about a year, but some of it's really starting to sink in and I learn from you people every day. I'm happy to to connect with all of you, even though I'm so busy, but I'm realizing that you are my people and I can always come. So happy to get calls if anybody wants to look me up online and I hope that all of you have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Awesome. That's Samantha F. as in Frank from New York. Up next, we have Roz G. followed by Julie P. Good morning, Roz. Good morning, Jen and everybody. Thank you for your service. My name is Roz G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Palmdale, California, and that's the the county of Los Angeles. And um, the very first meeting that I walked into Overeaters Anonymous was in January of 2022, uh, uh, excuse me, 2002. uh, And it was uh, in a Lutheran church on Avenue J in Lancaster, California. And there were three people in the room and myself. So there was four of us, including a man that does uh, one of the sober eating workshops. And I didn't have any idea who these people were, but they were very, they had no, what is what is it they had they had no prejudice they had excuse me they had no intolerance and it was a, it was very informal and i i went in there um just complaining and talking about my my weight my sisters my mother they didn't understand me i they you know my mother gave me a black sweater and my sister colored sweaters for christmas Black is makes me look slimming. I feel uncomfortable. And they just, you know, shook their heads up and down and looked at me with this beautiful and irresistible understanding. And I knew for some reason at the end of that meeting that I had a new host of friends. And I have been coming ever since. And I've had my I've had my relapses and I've always had love, kindness, and understanding when it comes to, you know, the general, uh, the general premise and overview of my, of my life in this program has been loving and kindness. You know, I've had individual, in, you know, likes and dislikes. I think that's, that's very, it's just common. You know, they say if you haven't been doing, you know, if you don't like somebody, you haven't been doing enough meetings, you know. But in general, I have been given a beautiful, practical approach. I know that I can go to a meeting and share. And, you know, whether it's a mess or not a mess, I I try to, you know, keep my mess for the sponsor and, and the hope for the meeting. But, you know, a lot of newcomers don't know that. And so we're here to be kind and loving and 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 tolerant and irresistible and yes i have found my home i have found my tribe i have found democracy and i have found a place to be of service where i've never found ever you know anywhere else in my life 
except for my attitude sure has changed for my my other positions in my life now. I have, you know, my employer is God, and I have such a much better attitude and a more resistible life than I've ever had. And it shows through the way people approach me, whether it's in program or not. So I'm grateful for this program and the meetings, and I'm here to stay. Thank you, and I pass. Thanks, Roz G. from California this morning. Up next is Julie P. followed by Jessica S. Good morning. My name is Julie P. Recovering and coming out of relapse in the uh, getting cold state of Minnesota today. I really want to thank you all. Um, I made a note in my book the other morning from someone's share that was make your fellowship your family and your family, your friends. And I was sitting here reflecting on what this paragraph means to me. And I, since I have joined OA in December 2022, I have not been to an in-person meeting. I have not seen any of your faces on a vision for you, but I now know voices And I am so truly indebted to all of you for saving my life. I knew when I reached out to my sponsor a week ago Monday and said, I'm in relapse. I knew when I picked up the phone and I dialed in that there is nobody who understood like those of you on this line this morning, how devastating it is to eat a cookie. And I am so eternally grateful that you share the language of the heart because it's from you all that I'm learning how to do this one day at a time. And what's most important is I knew when I picked up that phone what the solution is. And you all have taught me that. It is a power greater than myself because not only am I powerless over that cookie, this time around I am learning that I am powerless over it everything except setting the alarm, getting up in the morning, dialing the phone, and listening. And with that, I am so eternally grateful. And have a great day. And I pass. Thanks, Julie P. Where were you calling from again? Uh, Minnesota. Oh, Minnesota. That's right, where it's getting cold. Thank you. All right, Julie P. from Minnesota. Up next, we have Jessica S. Where are you calling from this morning, Jessica? Jessica, press star one. Okay, Jessica, I can't hear you. Try pressing star one one more time. If not, we'll move on to Lisa C. Are you there, Lisa? We'll come back to you, Jessica. Lisa C. Hi, good morning. This is Lisa C. Can I be heard? Yes, you can. Go right ahead. Thanks. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Sorry about that. Hi, good morning, everyone. This is Lisa C. from New Jersey. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Um, All right. So, um, you know, I, I just, like many others, I'm really struck by, you know, <clears throat> these capitalized phrases, great reality, all powerful creator. Um, and I just wanted to share on that just because I think that, um, 
you know, my whole life I've been sort of, uh, you know, spiritually starving. Um, and also, you know, um, I, I did, I did grow up in, um, an interfaith household. I was around a lot of devoted, um, people, um, you know, both Jewish and Catholic and, um, I, you know, but I, I really waffled <laughs> back and forth about, you know, which, which religion was I going to pick and which one did I identify with more? And, um, but, but I'm, I'm getting to the, the point here, which is just that, um, ultimately I had to find, choose my own conception, just like the book says, and, and that my conception of God had to be like enormous. It had to contain every little religion, every little religious sect, every little, um, spiritual practice, um, so that I could be free in that, um, uh, to find, to find my God. And, um, I just, I just wanted to share though that, uh, you know, the great reality and the all powerful creator, I need my, my humanity checked on a daily basis by, by this great, enormous power. Um, because I don't always know my place in the grand scheme of things. Um, I forget how small I am, and I also forget how powerful I am in the ability to transmit the love and tolerance that this program is all about. Uh, so it's like basics, back to basics, serenity prayer, controlling what I can, releasing what I can't. Um, but what can I control? I can control that I um, enter any fellowship, any meeting, um, with the highest intentions, with God in my heart, with the desire to be of service to other people. God, like, make me useful. Make me an instrument of thy peace. Um, help me to enter this room um, and show others that they belong here. Not, God, help me belong here. Help me to feel like I fit in. God, I don't want to feel insecure. Oh, God, like, that person's better than me or whatever uh, the, the, you know, noise in my head is uh, carrying on about at any given day or moment. But uh, God, how can I welcome somebody else? How can I make it more comfortable for someone else? How can I show them that they belong here? And just on the subject of miracles, real quick, you know, um, faith is fascinating. Um, you know, and I, it's always a miracle. This is how small and enormous the miracles are. I have struggled with anxiety um, for my whole life. Yesterday, I received a text message um, in the morning um, about please. something that, oh, okay. Um, well, anyway, just to say, Sorry, I did Lisa. Up and my anxiety <laughs> lifted. So um, uh, with that, I passed. No worries. Thank you. Thank you so much for being mindful of the time. All right, that's Lisa C. from New Jersey. Up next, we have Sonia S. Go ahead, Sonia. Good morning. This is Sonia S. Very grateful, recovering, compulsive overeater, and I am on day one. I came into OA last October um, 2022, and I um, was just absolutely amazed at this meeting and meetings that I learned about through fellows in this program because of the aspect of an all-powerful God and the emphasis on building a relationship with a higher power. And that has been a process for me um, 
I am, I'm still, honestly, my brain is a little bit fogged right now. And someone said going back to basics. And right now it is going back to basics. Again, you know, I have a sponsor that is holding me accountable for a lot of things, which is great. My food, my gratitude, my meeting, what I'm learning on my meetings, um, and getting really honest about my compulsive overeating behaviors around food, my allergic foods, just being incredibly thorough about all of that stuff. And um, it's hard. But I know that um, miracles do happen. I've experienced it in my own sobriety, and I see it in all of you. And um, just for today, I'm making a decision to stay abstinent. So thanks for letting me share. Thanks, Sonia. That's where are you calling from this morning? I'm calling from Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Okay, Thank Glad you. Glad you're here with us today. Yeah, Thank you. absolutely. All right, so we do have some more time on the clock. Um, if you would like to share and give your experience, strength, and hope on the paragraph that we read this morning, go ahead and press star one and give me your uh, first name and first initial of your last name. Chris M. Chris M. would like to join Chris. Anybody else? Somebody's unmuted. Star one. So let's just say your name. Okay, Chris, go right ahead and then maybe someone will follow you. Okay, thank you. Good morning. This is Chris M. from New York. And um, this is my anniversary month. I came into the program in 1986. I was 23, and I had been struggling since I was a teenager with um, restricting and obsessive thoughts and behaviors about controlling my food and my weight, all that stuff. Then I got pregnant, and I had an appetite, and I gained 60 pounds, and I was I was so upset. It was, you know, and that's a new baby and you're trying to enjoy all that. And I'm feeling really defeated by my disease. Um, Found the rooms and and did well, made a good start, got abstinent, um, got down to my goal weight. And I lost my abstinence right after I had this thought. And the thought in my mind was, I don't know what I would tell someone if they asked me, what are you doing to, what did you do and what are you doing to have lost this weight? And when I thought of that, I, be, I panicked. And I thought, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't even know how I'm going to hold on to this. Oh, my God. And everything fell apart. And now all these years later, I realized what I did, I surrendered. And I kept it very simple. I didn't eat sugar or wheat. And that was it. And when I took those foods out of my diet um, or out of my food, out of my life, it, it evened me out in many, many ways. I didn't crave um, the stuff and I, when I, I didn't eat it. So I didn't have obsessive thoughts about it. I was just on a good plan. It was very practical. It was very simple. 
it was not easy. I remember thinking, it's someone asked me, wow, you lost so much weight. How how did you do it? And I didn't go into it because I was at a party and I didn't say it was Overeaters Anonymous, but I said it was really one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. Surrender is hard. And um, I've been out of the rooms in and out over the last 37 years, um, plugged into Vision again a, couple, a few weeks ago, and thought about that. And I said, you know what? I'm surrendering my sugar and wheat to God, and I'm going to stop bargaining. And I'm not going to say I'm going to be abstinent today. What I'm going to say is I'm going to surrender to God's will today. And I started thinking about the Ten Commandments. And someone shared this a couple of weeks ago, and it really, it, it really struck me because I thought the same thing. I'm going to stop lying. I had been actually very, very hard for me to admit. I was doing a little shoplifting. Um, and it was weird. I was like, who am I? What's going on? Like, definitely when you start to do kind of weird things, you know that you're that you're um you're off balance and i thought you know i prayed and prayed and god brought me back to vision and back to that simplicity you know no bargaining in in alcoholics anonymous they don't drink in this program i identify my allergic and obsessive foods and behaviors and i and i surrender them to god and that's what i was doing back then Thank you. All those years ago, I surrendered every day. And it's not easy, but for me, surrendering and developing my relationship with my higher power and developing my uh, spirituality is, is the way for me today. So, amen. Thank you. I pass. Thank you, Chris. I'm from New York. Up next. Uh, oh, we don't have anybody up next. Anybody want to take two minutes? We've got a, one more share. You can take us out today. Maggie Terrence, love you. Maggie, go right ahead. Tell us your last initial and where you're calling from. Yeah, this is Maggie T. from Minnesota. And I am so grateful to be here and just amazed. Um, I love recently in the mornings, um, it says a very practical approach. And then it talks so much about the fellowship. And... So often I used to think I needed to figure my brain out, figure my emotions out, fix myself. And that's not what this program is. It's simple, it's practical, and it's not about me. And I get to connect with so many people. And from all of that, I connect with a higher power. That isn't me being alone in my brain, trying to figure myself out. And it's something that's real. And I just am so moved by that. So grateful by waking up and listening to this meeting. Um, And so grateful for all of you and for my higher power. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Maggie T. from Minnesota. All right. Perfect timing. There we go. There goes the buzzer. All right. Well, thanks to everybody who shared today. Thanks for everybody who just showed up to listen and be a part of the fellowship. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. Here's the share ID for today. Uh, Today is Tuesday, October 21st, 2023, the 7 a.m. Eastern Standard uh, share, uh, let's see, is 20,769. The ID is 20769. And we're now going to close with a reading from the big book, 
It's on page 164. Go over about four more pages. <laughs> Followed by the serenity prayer. So now I am going, uh, let's see. Nancy, can you go ahead and read page 164 for us, please? Thanks. Absolutely. Thanks, Jen. Thanks, everyone. Nancy C., recovered this morning in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.